Alleluia. Christ is risen. Today is the second Sunday of Easter. The world changed on Easter. And not just for Jesus. As we prayed today through the Paschal mystery of the death and resurrection of Jesus, God has established a new covenant of reconciliation. And so we heard from the first letter of Peter today, by his great mercy, he has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Christianity is not just a continuation of the Jesus movement. The disciples of Jesus did not just pick up where Jesus had left off after his death. They did not simply gather themselves together after a time of disappointment and mourning. They were changed, transformed from frightened disciples into bold apostles. As we heard today, they were together behind locked doors for fear of the Jews. They were afraid they were hiding. They were not yet the men who would stand before the crowds on Pentecost as we heard from the lesson of the Acts of the Apostles this morning and proclaim, this Jesus you crucified and killed, but God raised him up. But then, into their midst, in the midst of their fear, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. The word peace has different meanings. The Latin word for peace is pax. It means peace as defined by law and maintained by force. In fact, the peace of pax creates partisan divisions because it is at best negotiated by competing sides and at worst it is established by victor over vanquished. The Pax Romana was the peace established by Roman law and maintained by the force of Roman arms. But peace maintained by force is not always just or lasting. The Hebrew word for peace is shalom. It means the peace of well-being and wholeness established by reconciliation that creates koinonia, fellowship, or communion. It is a peace not as the world gives, but a peace that passes all understanding. It is peace that destroys enemies by making friends. When the risen Jesus spoke peace to his disciples, 
he established a new covenant of reconciliation. One of the great insights of the 16th and 17th century English Reformation was the principle that communion is larger than confession. It arose as a matter of historical necessity. The European Reformation had developed along confessional lines. Protestants and Catholics had drawn up their own confessions of faith and plunged Europe into civil war. In England, the king had declared that all English Christians were members of the Church of England. Since they had to live together, English Christians had to learn how to get along. And so they determined that communion was larger than confession. We call this service Holy Communion. Roman Catholics call it the Mass. Protestants call it the Last Supper. As Queen Elizabeth said, I don't desire to peer into anyone's conscience. The church was a holy communion in which people of different beliefs that were not central to the faith could live together. Central to the understanding of the church as a holy communion that included different confessions was the principle that became known as the via media or middle way. It's really not a good name because it doesn't really mean compromise and certainly it's not wishy-washy. What it says is that any division in the body politic is an indication that we have not yet discerned the mind of Christ because truth is comprehensive. And so in any dispute, both sides are essential to discovering the mind of Christ, which will result in a new truth that will comprehend the truths of each side. Until then, the church must walk by faith, not by sight, because it does not yet appear what we shall be. We only know that we shall be like him. This side of the second coming, we see through a glass darkly. There's an essential and inherent ambiguity in the life of faith. And so the English reformers rejected all claims of infallibility, whether of the church or of the Bible. Both could be reliable guides, but ultimately English Christians did not ask, what does the church teach or what does the Bible say, but prayed, what do you want? For English Christians emphasized that Christ was not only the historic Jesus who had died for our sins and established the church, but the risen Christ who is seated at the right hand of the Father, 
who intercedes for the church and guides the church by the Holy Spirit along the path to truth. And so finally, the English Reformation's greatest achievement was not a new confession of faith, but a book of common prayer. Our world is frightened too. Children are frightened of mass shooters in their classrooms. Frightened gun owners want more guns. One legislator said last week he would be glad to see a tank in front of every school. But of course, mass shootings don't just happen at schools. They happen at waffle houses, in banks, and grocery stores, and churches, and synagogues, on college campuses, in shopping malls, at concerts, and at nightclubs. After the shooting of the three nine-year-olds and their school principal and school janitor and one of their teachers at the Covenant Church School in Nashville, students and teachers pleaded with lawmakers to do something. But lawmakers said nothing could be done. Maybe Sting and the 80s band ironically named the police is right. There is no political solution to our troubled evolution. What Senate Chaplain Barry Black called the demonic forces that seek to engulf us have possessed too many. Which is why what we heard in today's gospel lesson is good news. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. This is the spirit that transformed frightened disciples of Jesus into bold apostles. This is the spirit that overcomes the world. And we have received the same spirit. We have been reborn into the fellowship of Christ's body. We know that the shalom of God's peace passes all understanding. We know that the peace of reconciliation destroys our enemies by making them our friends. We know that communion is larger than confession. We know that unity does not mean uniformity and that it is not necessary for everyone to be in the same place so long as there is a place for everyone. And we too are sent into the world as we prayed today to show forth in our lives what we confess by our faith. For we too have been born anew to a living hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ.
from the dead. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself and he has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. And he has said to us, no less than to those in that room so long ago. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. <laughs>